This is Belonging, a podcast that explores being alive in the age of loneliness. I'm your host, Becca Piastrelli, and I mentor space holders, kin keepers, and circle facilitators to be catalysts for belonging in their communities while also generously resourcing themselves at the same time. I am also a mother and land steward of a farm on the ancestral lands of the Mohican people in the present day Hudson Valley of New York. In this podcast, I explore topics like cultivating meaningful community, seasonal and cyclical living, ritual and rites of passage, and what it means to be a good ancestor in these times. I have thought-provoking conversations with friends, teachers, and elders to help support you in reorienting your life towards a legacy of regeneration and reconnection that breathes life into future generations. I also pop in here and there to share updates and learnings from my own story, because we were meant to do this together, cosmically holding hands as we walk the spiral of life. You can expect to be challenged by new or old ideas, face your beliefs and what systems informed them, get curious and brave to tell the truth about the deeper, harder things, and feel comforted in the knowing that you don't have to navigate it all alone. For show notes and links mentioned in these episodes, and to sign up for Slow and Seasonal, my once-in-a-while email newsletter, head to BeccaPiastrelli.com. Hello, and welcome back to The Belonging Podcast. It's Becca here. I want to share a story with you today. It's actually one that I shared a few weeks ago as of this coming out with my email list. I have a email newsletter called Slow and Seasonal. So it's not a very rapid fire newsletter if you're worried about that. If you want to sign up, you can go to BeccaPiastrelli.com slash subscribe. And I shared a story there that really seemed to resonate and was a tender one that I was holding close for a while. You know, you have to wait what is that saying? Share from the scar, not from the wound. And I had to sort of wait for things to feel like, okay, now's the time to share. And I thought I'd share it again here, probably with a bit more detail and nuance with my voice. So a year ago, a little over a year ago, I almost completely gave up my work. And if you've been listening lately, like, what work does she mean? I mean, my sacred work. I mean, the work I've been doing for many years that includes this podcast and my book, Root and Ritual, and the coaching work I've done and the circle work I do with circle craft and in-person circling too. And yeah, this deeper mission I have that has to do with belonging and reweaving forgotten threads of our connection to the earth and to each other and this mission I have to help get us to a million circles around the world and it's really important work to me and I had an experience a year ago that had me say like why why this is hurting me (laughs) I don't want to do this and spoiler alert I didn't give up my work and I'm going to tell you why that is so Here's the context. So a year ago, I was just weaning my then two and a half year old. And that experience, I find everyone has a different experience of weaning off breastfeeding. I found it to be really tender. And I also found myself to be quite depleted, quite depleted from 
yeah, just nursing that long and from my body. And in that process, I started, I was trying to get my creative spark back again. Like I definitely worked, like I edited a book at one month postpartum and I, I had the podcast and I was out here on these streets sharing my work. But I also, I also was feeling a bit of fog and confusion. So I was serving in a way that I knew how to serve. And there was also like some big questions and a lot of response from my inner knowing was like, not yet. It's not time to know. It's not time to know. And so about a year ago, I started to feel knowing again. I felt motivation. I felt clarity. And I felt resourced enough and inspired to hold space in a more intimate way. And so I created a program, a a council format, because that's what I was really desiring was to support in a more intimate way, a council of folks who are also in this work with me of kin keeping, facilitation, space holding, circle tending, midwifing, a new way of being inspired by the old ways of our ancestors. So in a flash of a creative impulse, I announced this program in the place we announced the things. Where's the place we announced the things? Instagram. So I announced it on Instagram and it was received with a good deal of excitement and interest. Like definitely people so stoked, sending me messages about it, telling me, oh, I'm interested, telling me, ah, I can't do it right now, but I really want to do it in the future. And also... I got some pretty intense criticism. And any person who's on the internet, on these internet streets, like this is not an unusual experience of being online, particularly on social media in these times. I know. And it's not the first time that I've had some intense criticism, but it is the first time I've had a lot of it. And it was in the form of some pretty snarky comments and a few like pretty mean-spirited DMs from like complete strangers who were making a lot of assumptions about me. Assumptions without curiosity and assumptions wrapped in judgment. And this is one of my issues (laughs) with social media is it's a medium that sort of lacks the ability to consent in real time. It creates this feeling of urgency that is false. And it also creates this um, sense of entitlement that a lot of people have about, and I've been that person in the past too, to be totally honest, of thinking like, well, I can just step in here. And having been dabbled in training of nonviolent communication and in my own work in circle and in my trainings to see how there's a lot of ways in which we're actually not connecting, even if we want to help educate or be curious, there's a lot of ways we can't fully connect in the social realm. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not the best medium for conscious dialogue. And I did have a few really helpful comments and questions about my offering. But for the most part, I had a lot of like judgmental, mean-spirited, snarky comments. And it was interesting because it was over a period of 72 hours, like wave after wave of comments that felt challenging to hold on my own and really 
you know, I'm only human, triggered all sorts of feelings, like feelings of not being good enough, feelings of being bad and wrong, despite how hard I tried. And the grief, the grief of feeling misunderstood, that was a big one, and shamed in a parasocial format, a place where we don't have that kinds of depth or that kind of consent that makes it so that conversation could be really fruitful. And I, I just felt so raw and so confused. And all of a sudden, all the ways I was resourced weren't enough <laughs> for this. And so I wanted to hide. I like wanted to give up fully. I really struggled to regulate my nervous system and just felt overwhelmed and bogged down with grief because I, like many of us, am working from home in between mothering and other things. Like I was alone and didn't have really places to co-regulate. My partner did the best he could. And certainly I was texting friends and colleagues and getting their support. And also it was real, it was a big struggle. But as divine timing would have it, I had a retreat planned for that weekend, an in-person retreat with an intimate council of women business owners and space holders, space holders that I was a part of through my dear friend and colleague, Nisha Moodley. And on the second day of the retreat when I was there, we had a cacao ceremony. So a wonderful Colombian woman came. And if you've ever been a part of a cacao ceremony, you know that cacao is a medicine of opening the heart. So she came in and we sat in a circle and we did everything the ceremoniously and ritualized of opening the space. And we sat in these soft, fluffy pillows and she served us this delicious warm cacao drink and she sang these medicine songs and dropped us more deeply into this space of softening and opening our hearts with the medicine of the cacao. And I spent, it was a two hour ceremony. I spent that entire two hours sobbing, like really letting go. And there was a moment where I was like, I'm being too much. And then I said, if it can't be here, where can it be? I made sure to have tissues by my side. And at the feet of these women, I just rocked myself through the waves of grief that moved through me. Like I really cocooned myself in there next to the incense with the cacao and the songs and these, these sisters I was in council with and just let all my fears and self-criticisms be felt and named, which was terrifying because it was very vulnerable, right? It was very human, animal-like even of me. And I chose to let it all just move through me, everything that was true. And by the end of the ceremony, I emerged lighter, and less bothered and more in this place of um, letting it all be in the light, saying everything that needed to be said. And this incredible council of women talked it out with me, listened to me, really held space for me. And I could feel the life being breathed back into my bones. And I left that retreat weekend with a renewal of my vision and my purpose and a plan 
And I could have easily folded into myself. I could have shut it all down. I could have hidden shame and self-blame for what some strangers on the internet assumed about me. And that was, that's a very easy choice to make and I, an understandable choice to make, but I didn't. I ended up taking the year to continue resourcing myself because I thought, well, this could happen again. And it has. And I have found a resilience. I listened to feedback. I had made adjustments based on feedback. I'm so grateful for the feedback I got. I consulted my inner knowing. I took time to create another program, Circle Craft, that I'm so proud of. I took time to move my family across the country. And I sat in circles where I was being supported. And now I'm holding space in a way deeper and more supported way. I grew through that experience. And so what what was the thing that had me not throw in the towel? And it was being held in a sacred council. Like I know firsthand how powerful a council of like-minded peers can be. They help you heal. They help you say the brave truth. They help you grow through hard moments. They call you in and they help you keep moving towards the big visions we all have for our lives. Because I really believe so many of us live in more isolated situations. It's just like the way of things for so many of us. And we also want to shift the way we live to be different because we know the way that we're living now, particularly in this way of being disconnected from each other and from the living world and from our own bodies is not the thing. And so we need these spaces of togetherness, virtual and in-person, to help us hold the big visions for our lives and the world we want to leave for our children. And I have been a part of many of these councils, many of these circles, and it is like rocket fuel for our work and for our life. So that was pretty gnarly, and I'm so grateful it happened. I'm so grateful that I stuck with the feeling. I stuck with the grief and the terror and, and the stories, the stories that it brought up in the, in the, the childhood parts of me, in the parts of me that I've tried to like stuff down and be like, you can't see the light of day because you could take me down. And in this space of ceremony, this space of ritual, this space of cacao, I felt like I could bravely let those feelings and stories and beliefs see the light of day. And then what happens? They got neutralized, baby. This is not to say I'm still not very tender and receiving judgments and feeling that I'm like being perceived in a way that I know is not me on the internet is hard. And I have to ask myself every couple months, do I still want to do this? Do I still want to do this in this way? I have better, way better boundaries, particularly on Instagram. And I still say yes. I still say yes to being out here. So that offering that I offered 
a year ago be held, I'm offering it again. And it's a beautiful council of just eight women that I am holding from equinox to equinox. It starts on March 20th. And it's really a six-month circle for counsel and connection for space holders and circle tenders and kin keepers for the ones who are motivated by the big vision, the ones who are devoted to being better ancestors. I feel so excited to hold space in that way and to be there for folks who are in hard and challenging places, to be the space where we can collectively tap into the deep intelligence of the collective and to talk through the hard things, to be messily human and to really crystallize and hold the vision each of us has for the world we're midwifing in, that we're ushering in together. So if you're curious about this, you can go to beccapiastrelli.com slash beheld. And if you're listening to this in another time and space, you can go to that website and put in your info. If it's not open right now, you can put in your info and I'll let you know when it opens again. Thank you for listening. I think it's so important that we share these stories, particularly those of us that are in positions of leadership, because we are all human and we're all doing this human thing alongside each other. And I think sometimes the internet and social media can create this dehumanization effect, this guru effect, this sense, because we don't see everything, that no one else is having these things happen for them. Everyone else has it figured out. I know I still, to this day, make so many assumptions about people, particularly when it comes to motherhood, about like, they've got it all together because look at that family smiling on the beach. Or that person who does circle probably never has a panic attack an hour before people arrive and doubts themselves, whatever it is. So this is my way of blasting through that BS and sharing my humanness. So thanks for listening. If you're listening to this before March 20th, 2024, you're welcome to join us and be held. Take a look at beccapiastrelli.com slash be held if you're interested. And I'll see you next time with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. In a time when our attention is being pulled in so many directions, I feel honored you chose to devote some of yours here with me. If you want to check out show notes or listen to past episodes, go to belongingpodcast.com. And if you like what we talk about here and want to know more, you can subscribe to my newsletter at beccapiastrelli.com. I'll be with you again soon.